Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. And so I just want to share three quick scriptures with you, and I want to give you two examples, and then we're going to, then we're going to get out here and see what God's going to do. The first is Daniel, the second cha chapter. Somebody say Daniel, the second chapter. 21st verse, it says, He, meaning God, changes times and seasons. He removes kings and he sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those that have understanding. Somebody say, God changes time and God changes seasons. If you don't believe that, this week we didn't have winter, summer, and spring and fall all in the same week. Is the times and season. The calendar says that it should be sunny and birds should be chirping. Even nature's been fooled. Tulips are starting to come out of the ground, but it snowed. God changes times and seasons. And if he does that over the atmosphere, we are his creation. And you may be tired of the time and the season that you're in, but I don't care how much belly aching you do. I don't care how much crying you do. I don't care how many favorite scriptures you put on your mirror. You're not going to get out of that season until the master says so. Somebody say God changes times and seasons. Proverbs 21 and 1 says this. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he turneth it whatsoever he will. Tell somebody, God is the turner. I'm not telling you this to, to make you settle on where you're at. What I'm telling, I'm telling you this so that you can release the weight of responsibility off of you to make it happen. I know there's a lot of young people and older people alike that have ambition, that have goals, that have, have passion for things you want to do. But I'm telling you, you can't make it happen. You can't make that husband get saved. You can't make them children act right. You can't make, you can't make that business be successful. I, I'm not saying, should I, I'm not saying we be lazy and look up in the sky. No, I am not. Do your part and let God do his part. But God determines the times and the seasons. God is the squeezer of hearts. The last scripture I want to share with you. Just want everybody back and quote with me. Romans 8 and 28, it says this. And we know that all things work together in collaboration to them who, that love God. Somebody, anybody love God in this place? To them who are the called according to whose purpose, y'all? Not your purpose. Not what your mama said you were going to be. Not what your dad said you were going to be. Not what I think I got a feeling in England. Or I ate some collard greens and I had a dream. No, according to his purpose. Somebody say God's purpose. 
29 says, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. That means that he predetermined what you would be, how you would be, what, what ethnicity you would be, your talents, your skills, your, your, your assets, and your deficits. Somebody say, he predestinated me. He predestined me to be conformed to the image of his son, which is Jesus Christ, that he may be the firstborn of many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Somebody say, I'm called. You're called because you predestinated. And him, him who he called, he also justified. If God called you here, it doesn't matter if you're sitting around a room of people that can't stand your guts. I belong here because God justified me. I don't care how much of my past you know about me. I don't care how many bears you know I've been in. I don't care how many uh, uh, blunts you know I done smoke. I don't care how many scams you know I ran. When God cleans you up and he sets your feet in a place, it is God that you have to answer to. Everybody else can go kick rocks. somebody God justified me now by virtue of God you saying God justified you it means that you were unjustifiable that means that you were unfit that means that you were un that, that means you were you were unclean you weren't worthy you were filthy you were dirty you were you were crooked you didn't have but God cleaned me up he took this marred jar of clay. He put me on the potter's wheel and he cut a couple things off and he put a couple things in and he put me on the potter's wheel. And when I came out after that, then he put me in the fire to have me hardened, to have me proven that I can hold something. That I want to, anybody want to be a good vessel that can hold what God has for you? He justified me. Tell somebody, God justified me. I don't care what you think about me. God justified me. I belong here because God said I belong here. With my messed up past, with, a, with, a, with my children out of wedlock, with all the things that I've done and all the people that I've hurt and all the people that I have let down, God justified me. Justified me. Tell somebody, I belong here. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. I mean, he made you beautiful. He ornated you. He cleaned you up. He made you. He made you. Oh, not only not y'all know how we'll like, look. We'll look bad before we see our children looking bad. We don't want nobody talking. Hey, that's a shame. They got them children looking like that. God will look bad before he sends his children out looking bad. He said, if I predestined you, then I called you. If I called you, then I'm going to glorify you. Here's the thing I want to share with you, and I'm going to let you sit down. It was real crazy. God shared with me. He said, son, I did it on purpose. What was that? The things you've been going through, the things that are allowed to happen to you, I did it on purpose. You may be seated. rock with me just for a couple minutes. Tell somebody God did it on purpose. God did it on purpose. I also have the privilege of being father to three children. 
Got a 14-year-old, got a 12-year-old, and got a 9-year-old. Y'all pray for me. But they're all strong-willed, strong-opinionated. They're leaders. The problem is they ain't got nobody to lead, so they're trying to lead each other. <laughs> and they're always trying to impose their will and their ways and their methods on each other. Why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And the other one, I'm not doing it just because you said so, even though it made sense. Anybody ever known children to be like that? Sorry, somebody say some adults too. <laughs> but every now and then, it's usually my youngest, I hear her uh, uh, start crying. But don't, 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 please don't, don't say oh. She's going to be our actress out of the bunch. <laughs> but I'll come down and I'll respond. He hit me. She hit me. She pushed me. She took me. She took this from me. And the other one will start trying to explain. And she'll cut him off by saying, and they did it on purpose. Somebody say on purpose. There is a difference between being a mishap, unintentional, and doing it on purpose. They got degrees of murder based on your frame of thinking before you took from someone's life. Was it premeditated? That's first degree. Was it just negligent homicide? Was it manslaughter? Tell somebody on purpose. And the DA's job is to prove that you had planning and foreknowledge and that you did it with the intention to harm or to take someone's life. Somebody say on purpose. And I said, God, what does this mean? What does this mean on purpose? He said, everything that happened. Those scriptures that I gave you, that I'm the one that changed the times and the seasons, that I'm the one that has that the heart of the king that's in my hand, and he's like the river of water, and the water will go where I tell it to go. And just like all things work together, according, uh, all things work together for them that love the Lord according, according to my purpose, that I'm the shifter. I'm the one that says, let there be, and there was. And he's never stopped saying, let there be. They're just not recording it anymore, but God is still speaking. And whenever God says, things have to align, things have to shift. Tell somebody, God did it on purpose. Now, we love to say that we're called and we're highly favored and we're all this and we're this. But, but if, if that is the case, let me see your hand if you're called. Oh, y'all tipping, y'all tipping, y'all say, oh, he's setting me up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on, let's wave your hand and say, tell somebody, I'm called. I'm anointed. I got destiny. All those good colloquialisms, all that good stuff we say. Well, if that be true, you're called according to his purpose. Amen. You've been bought with a price. You no longer belong to yourself. You belong to him. And so the vicissitudes of life that you go through is not about you, but it's for the kingdom of God. And God said, the thing that I've been taking to you, taking you through, it, it, I had, that, that crucible that you had to go through, the thing that you had to go through, the heartbreak that you had to go through, you had to do that to take you to this place according to where I'm taking you. God said, I let it happen on purpose. I'm God. Nothing happens to you unless I allow it. 
even if I didn't do it. It was like Job. He said, Job, you can do all this stuff, but you can't touch his soul. You see, we, everything we want to blame the devil, and sometimes it is the devil, but we got to understand that the devil is not running the shop like he think he's running the shop. He can do nothing unless God allows him to. So this fiery trial did not come to destroy you. It came to build up your faith. You know why? Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And God loves giving good gifts to his children. But I can't give you a gift unless you come to me by faith. And so in order to build your faith, I got to send you through something. I got to let you be talked about. I got to let you be ostracized. I got to let you feel lonely. I got to let some tears fall to your pillow in order for you to get to a place where you trust me and trust me only. Because if we could do it all in ourselves, we'll start thinking that we're gods and we'll start being. You ever seen arrogant people that think they did it? That it's their degree and it's their know-how and it's their linking up with people. And all of a sudden something happens that throws their life in the tailspin and they're ready to put a gun in their mouths all because I can't handle it. You're right. You never could handle it from the beginning. It's God. He's in control. And the sooner we learn that, the lighter we will feel. That he's the one that changes times and seasons. He's the one that squeezes hearts. And he's the one that releases hearts. He's the one that says all things work together. Salt by itself is nasty. Sugar by itself is nasty. Flour by itself is putrid. Anybody try to try to eat a, a spoonful of cinnamon after you woke up from passing out? <laughs> it's not good for you. But if you put all the ingredients together, the things that are bitter and not tasteful, Separate when they're put together. All things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. Somebody do that. Say all things. All things. You can't be sugar and spice and everything nice all the time. All things. You gotta have some pain. Pain's got to be in the all things. Betrayal's got to be in the all things. Doors closed in your face got to be in the all things. But when it's mixed with grace, when it's mixed with favor, when it's mixed with mercy and goodness, oh, God makes something magnificent out of what you're going through. Somebody say, God, you're making me into a masterpiece. I'm going to share two things with you and we're going to go. God took me to two examples. The first one was Moses. Somebody say Moses. Everybody knows Moses as the deliverer. Moses the one that handed down the commandments. He's one of the patriarchs of the faith. But if you go to Exodus, the second chapter, we see Moses in a place where he's been abandoned. Right, Exodus the second, second chapter. We're not gonna go over it right for time. But it starts out saying that his mother had a child. 
And the word of God said that she wrapped him up and put him in a little papyrus boat. Sent him down the river. The strong deliverer. His story started out with abandonment. And so many people in this room and in the body of Christ, either your story started or in the middle of your story, you faced abandonment. Somebody say abandonment. The other part is, you fast forward. He's, he, he's, he's, he's walking in, he's, he's come to the burning bush and he's walking in his, his, his deliverer capacity. He comes to Pharaoh, who he was raised up in his house. And Pharaoh, he said, look, God said, look, I know I know you. I've been gone 40 years. I'm back. But my first message to you is, God said, you got to let these people that you've been building your kingdom on the backs for free labor. God said, you got to let them go. This just wasn't a conversation. He was telling them that was going to change the whole, he was giving him a commandment that was going to change the whole economy of a country. The word God said, he said no. He eventually said, I'm going to let him go. But the Bible says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Anybody ever been either in business, in relationship with somebody, and all of a sudden their heart got hard? You didn't understand it while it was going on? You felt rejected? You felt abandoned? Come on, let me see the hand of somebody. Come on, come on. I know it ain't just me. But just like when his mother sent him down that road, one would surmise that she rejected her son. But the fact of the matter is, the king at that time was looking to kill all the male babies. And she knew that there is something on my child. And so I've got to temporarily reject him. lives depend on and so I'm not going to give him the comfort of nursing from my breast I'm not going to give the comfort or see him take his first steps I'm not going to be able to, I'm willing to sacrifice that because I want him to live I'm willing to forego all those things y'all mothers y'all know this y'all know the stuff y'all know the milestones and, 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 and no doubt maybe she had other children but can, can you imagine being out there not knowing whether your child lived or died but I know he's got a chance I've got to reject him right now for the chance that he'll live and one day make an impact on somebody else can I tell you the people that rejected you Y'all, 
are hearing what I'm saying? Anybody remember when you were young and you were wild-eyed and your nose was wide open? You thought you was in love with her. You thought you was in love with him. You thought that he was the one. He was the one that made, made the moon rise in the morning, uh, uh, the sun rise in the morning, and the moon set at night. You set your clock to him. And God, all of a sudden, the door closed, and all of a sudden, they, they didn't call you back. It wasn't, back then, wasn't no time. It wasn't no social media. They, went, they, didn't, they didn't block you from Facebook. But all that, anybody ever had a door shut in your face by somebody that you thought was the one, somebody you thought was the one that was going to be your ticket somewhere? And all of a sudden, let time pass. You done walk down the street and they touch you. Hey, how you doing? Probably are you jumping like, who are you? They ain't got no teeth no more. They, 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 they got a done lap. They looking crazy. They look, they looking. Oh, God. Come on, tell, tell somebody that rejection was my protection. Thank you, Lord. You broke that up. Thank you, Lord, you didn't allow me to hook up with that devil. Thank you, Lord, that you kept me out of that business deal. Thank you, Lord, because that rejection was my protection. Can somebody give God a praise for rejection in this place? It didn't feel good when it was going on. It didn't feel good. I wonder what's wrong with me. Why can't I? Why won't you love me? Why won't you? Why won't you do what you promised? Why are you closing? God said, I was shifting hearts and I was shifting kings. And I, God said, whatever door I close, no man can open. Whatever door I open, no man can shut. God said, I was the one. I did it on purpose. You were too valuable, so I had to shut it down. There was too much in you. If you had stayed with them too long, they would have perverted what was in you. If you would have stayed with them too long, they would have took you to an early grave. And if you would have stayed with you too long, you would have ended up in an asylum in a straitjacket somewhere. Tell them that God did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. It didn't feel good, but I'm so glad right now that I'm standing in my right mind. I'm so glad right now that I'm not in a den of the of perdition. I'm so glad right now that I didn't hook up with those people. God, you were doing it on purpose. Did it on purpose. Didn't mean that it felt good, but God, you did it on purpose. You wonder why God shut it down. God shut it down. Can somebody praise God that God shut some things down? God, you shut it down. I was about to make a fatal move. I was about to make a fatal decision, but God shut it down. Just because, just because there's no pleasure in it, doesn't mean there's no purpose in it. I'll say that again. 
just we think that everything that God is involved with is supposed to feel good and warm and fuzzy. It's supposed to be refreshing like nice lemonade on a nice summer day. Just because there's no pleasure in it doesn't mean there's not purpose in it. There was purpose to that closed door. There was purpose to that broken heart. There was purpose to the lies and being ostracized. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for doing it on purpose. The last thing I want to share with you is a story about Daniel. Now, this is different. The story picks up with Daniel where he's already ascended to a place of prominence. A lot of times we like to start with people that started low and end up as the victor. But Daniel was already winning. God had already prospered him. And he had favor with King Darius. Oh, God, we thank you. He had favor with King Darius. And the other people that were in the upper echelon with Daniel, they got jealous. This is for my people that you've already made it. This is for my people that uh, God has already blessed and prospered you. And you've reached a certain level of, uh, of status and you reach a certain level of, prosper, uh, of prominence and prosperity and you've reached a certain level where God made a promise and you got there. But tell somebody the fight is not over. We think the fight is just getting there. But you, look, it's harder to keep a thing than it is to get a thing. And he was in the court in the royal court and the other people in the cabinet they were jealous of him and so they didn't make up a lie on him they tried to set a trap for him based on his character they said okay he's an upright man we can't make him sin we can't make him get over into something that is ungodly. So what we'll do, we will use his godliness against him. We say, God, I just want to be used by you. Say, God, I just want to be more like you. I said, well, if you want to reign with me, get ready to suffer. Our persecution, our suffering is not going to cease because we give our all to God. We will be persecuted simply for his namesake. Simply because of what you represent. Simply because when you go into the, in, in, into, into the, uh, into the office or into the job, you come to do your work and you see your, your occupation as your ministry. I don't, get in, I don't get involved with the cooler talk. I don't get involved with the stuff with the messages. I came to do my honest work. I'm, I'm here to render the Caesar what is Caesar and I'm ready to go home to my family. And because you won't play the game and because you won't play the politics and because you're an upright person, you are a, you are a walking rebuke to those that are wicked. 
and they hate you for it. Your uprightness is a mirror to my unrighteousness. You're like a person that used to, used to break the curve. Y'all ever been in class when a teacher would grade you on a curve? Well, I'm going to take the highest score of the person that made the highest, and I'm going to give everybody those points to get them to 100. And they're all that they got a 98. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got a 67, now I got a 69. That didn't help me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But people will hate you. They will have disdain for you because you're committed. Because you act with integrity, that you move in honesty, that you don't that you don't sleep around, lie around, manipulate and plan with them. You become the enemy because you won't play ball with us. This is what happened to Daniel. So they made a plot for him. And they said, King, 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 King. Hey, uh, uh, we think that you're such a great king that we want to deify you. This is in the book of Daniel. Tell somebody it's in the book of Daniel. Say, 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 King, you, you are so, such a great leader. We're going to make you a deity. And every time uh, 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 that, that, you know, we, we want, uh, every time that people give the commandment, we want people to, 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 to worship you. And, and beyond that, if they pray to another God, we want them to be thrown into the lion's den. You see how the manipulation going on on every side? They're going over him to butter his biscuit, make him feel up real proud for himself. But the real mission was to trap Daniel. He said, okay, well, I'll make a decree. I'll make a decree that anybody caught worshiping any other God will be subject to death. They said, okay. And they stand over here waiting. Y'all ever seen people that didn't set stuff up and just over here waiting? Say, what you going to do now? What you going to do now? What you going to do now? This is what Daniel did. Not only did he pray, but the Bible said he got into his window where everybody could see him. Flung the the curtains wide open. He said, you going to challenge me? You going to make it illegal to worship my God when it's God that got me in this place in the first place? You're going to make being upright and righteous illegal. That sounds crazy, but keep living. We are in the last days. It's going to be illegal to be righteous. You know what he did, y'all? He opened the curtains and he, he, he glorified and prayed to his God on purpose. What am I saying? I'm saying that if God is a God of purpose and he created us in his likeness and his image, if God is a God that does things on purpose, why are we waking up every morning and saying, Lord, let me see, let's see where the wind blows. God, what's going to happen today? I'm like a leaf, Lord. Lord, I'm not going to resist. I'm just going to go. You should wake up every morning. God, there is an agenda of something that I need to achieve for your kingdom today. Now, give me the direction of what it is. But if if you don't tell me what to do specifically, I know that you commanded me to love. 
I know you commanded me to give mercy. I know you commanded me to give. And Lord, until you give me another direction, I'm going to do what you told me to do. And I'm going to do it on purpose. I'm not going to do it by accident. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we got to forgive. But if you, if you look through the recourses of your, of your mind, somebody has hurt you. Somebody has offended you. Somebody has done you wrong. I would dare you and I would implore you today to find a reason to forgive somebody on purpose. To love somebody on purpose this world is this world is at a deficiency of love and grace and compassion and you walking around with all this truth sitting up in you with all this love sitting up in you and my challenge to you on this week and if God is a God that does things on purpose my challenge to you my brother and my sister with your anointed self knowing all 66 books knowing all of the fruits of the spirit knowing all these things my challenge to you is a vessel is no good if it doesn't pour out what, what the, the contents that a God has put in it. Tell somebody, I'm going to be a person of, of purpose. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm just about finished. I want to share this last thing with you. Tell somebody, God did it. On purpose. He did it on purpose. And because God did it on purpose, I cannot just make decisions like I'm spinning a bottle. I can't just hook up with everybody telling you to be weird I'm telling you to, to listen to the Holy Spirit everything that glitters is not gold green can uh, grass can be green so is mold you to know that God did some things on purpose for you. And God's saying, according to Daniel's story, they threw him in the lion's den. Darius didn't want to do it, but his reputation was at stake. He put him there that night. Said, I know he's going to be gone in the morning. These weren't, these weren't just meow cats. These were lions that they purposely left hungry. So when something was thrown in there, they were going to eat. Darius was hoping, I hope he made it. I hope he made it. He went in there and peeked over in the den. He saw Daniel laying there asleep on top of the lion. You know what Daniel's response was when he woke up? He said, King Darius, may you live forever. He didn't have bitterness. He didn't say, walking like George Jefferson, see, I told you my God was going to take care of me. 
say, oh king, live forever. It's not the fact that you win, it's how you win. Can you win with some grace? Everything, everything good happens, you don't have to go on Facebook. with your family. They ain't got to know all your business. It ain't the fact that you win. It's how you win. It's how you win. And Darius was so overcome, he said, I'm going to, you know what? For the ones that try to set you up, I'm throwing them, their wives, and their kids. And all of a sudden, the lions got hungry again. And he didn't stop there. He made another decree. Look at this, y'all. The king didn't shift his deity to making Daniel a deity. He said, I'm making a decree that everybody worships the God of Daniel. Will you say, Pastor Tony? You said God squeezes hearts of kings and they go where you want them, though. But that's that's not the, God's ways are not our ways. God's not God's thoughts are not our thoughts. You said God God could have just squeezed Darius's heart and said, "Hey, I want you to serve me and make you know and 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 worship God Jehovah." But God said, "I want my servant to go through something. My purpose is for you to go through. And when they show, when they see that I'm the one that brought you through." Meaning that when I'm the one that, 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 that gave, uh, 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 that gave uh, the, the lions a melatonin tablet and made them go to sleep. And I, and I, and I squelched their hunger. When they find out that God Jehovah did that, not only will you get promotion, but the God of a man became the God of a nation. The thing that you're going through, it's not about you. If you call yourself blood-bought, delivered, purchased by the blood of Jesus, tell somebody it's no longer about you. He's using you, but it ain't about you. You are a tool. I never heard a hammer say, you know, I, I don't like it when you, you use me to pull the back end to pull the nails out. You never heard a hammer say that. It yields its potential to the hand of the person who holds it. And can I tell you that God wants to use you? You are the handiwork of God. You are called according to his purpose. And the only way that all things are going to work together for your good is if you yield the balance of who you are, your talents, your gifts, your talents, all that you ever wanted to be, all that you are, you have to yield it to the hand of the master. And when you do that, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. 
Anybody ever use a tool for other than its purpose? I've used a butter knife to try to screw in a, a screw. Come on, y'all. I know I ain't the only one that has done some, some, some ghetto handiwork. Right? <laughs> Somebody use your shoe to try to hit a nail in. I mean, anything. The tool does not, get to, does not get to determine how it's used. But just know that all things work together, y'all. Look somebody in the face and tell them all things. They work in concert. They work in synergy. They work in collaboration to them who love the Lord. Who are the called according to his purpose? So my challenge to you today is buckle up and go through it. Find a neighbor and say, neighbor, it won't kill you. Go through it. Tell them you know why? Because God is doing it on purpose. Come on, somebody give God a praise. Come on, come on, come on. Are you mature enough to thank him that he's doing some things on purpose? Are you mature enough to say, thank you, Lord, I don't understand it, doesn't feel good, but I thank you, Lord, you're shifting me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, give him praise, give him applause. Come on, come on. You ain't got to, you ain't, you ain't, look, I just said some words. Because, but can we give God some praise that he is shifting some things, that God is doing some things, and he's doing it on purpose. Come on, say, God, I don't understand it, but I know you are walking a far more exceeding way of glory. And it does not, it does not appear what I shall be, but in the end, I shall be like him. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Open your mouth and praise him for 10 more seconds. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on, let the mature say, say, God, I don't know what you're doing, but I know what you're doing is good. Come on, I don't know. I can't trace your hand, but I know you are there. Because you are with me, I will not fear. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. And if you have, you have ordered my steps, God, I know I can make it. Because you are not making mistakes. You are not playing games. You are not waits with me. You are not a God that is juking and faking me out. You are God of fidelity. You are God of integrity. You are God of honesty. And when I get through this, when I get through it, I'm going to see that it was God. on purpose hold hands with somebody squeeze that hand one more time tell them it was God that was doing it on purpose you may not have understood it but it was God it was God it was God that shut the door it was God that cut that relationship off it was God that didn't allow you to get the job you say, oh God, they don't want me. No, God said, I had something better for you. I had something, I had something. I'm, order, I'm the orderer of your steps. Stop crying over things. 
that I shut down. I hear the Lord saying there is better. There is better. God said, I'm doing it on purpose. Stop complaining. Stop crying. Oh, God, I want to make. God said, when it's time, you'll know it. Somebody hear me in this place. When it's time, you will know it. Hook up with the wrong booger will change your life from eternity. We take you down to the gully, low deep. He was doing it on purpose. Let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for this word today. We thank you, Lord, how we can trace the steps. In retrospect, to see and know that it was you all along, God, pulling us through. It was you all along, shifting things behind the scene. It was you all along, closing doors. It was you all along, pruning us and making us better. Lord, would you forgive us, Lord? for losing faith and heart in your ability. Would you forgive us, God, for not trusting you? Would you forgive us for not putting our fidelity in our trust and what you said to do? Lord, for if you were leading us before, that means you are leading us now. Even though we can't see it, even though we can't, we, we, we can't feel it, even though we can't hear it, even though we don't know what the next move is, we know that you are God. Beside you, there is none like you. You are omniscient. You know all. You are omnipresent. You're everywhere. You are all seeing. You don't make mistakes. Now, God, give us the courage to trust you. Because if you did it on purpose, that means you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> Lord, if you did it on purpose before, that means that you are currently doing it on purpose. We thank you, Lord, that we've been hearers of this word. We trust you. We love you. We adore you. And we're so excited about what is about to happen. We're so excited about the doors that are about to spring open. We're so excited about the new conquest you're about to send us on. All because you did it on purpose. Somebody let that hand go and just lift your hand and say, thank you, Lord for doing it on purpose. Say, thank you, Lord, for doing it for me. Come on, if you, if you are blessed and believe, every, believe the words of this message, of this word today, come on, signify by clapping your hands and giving God praise.
Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.